Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad Baruch Shem Kehud Malkuto Le'olam Va'ed Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of His kingdom forever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Today is Monday, June 26th. Torah was meant to be lived out in community and in the context of relationships. A very effective way to study the Bible is in a small group doing a midrash or discussion. This helps you to go deeper into the Word as you take time to reflect on it, make connections from one scripture to another, and apply the scriptures to your personal walk. We have added a new feature on the Daily Audio Torah website. If you are involved in a small group Bible study, or would like to start one, we can help you. We have added discussion questions for you to use when the group gathers. We will post discussion questions for every Shabbat reading, and they will be posted on the website a week in advance so you have time to read and prepare ahead of time. We have also posted guidelines for leaders and facilitators to help you grow your small group in a healthy way. Just go to the new pick on the menu, Discussion Questions, and you will find everything you need there to nurture and grow your small group. Have fun learning and growing in God's Word together in your small group. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the Israel Bible for the Hebrew Scriptures and from the King James for the Brit Hadashah. Today we continue the Torah portion, Hukat, and it means ordinance of, and also Balak. Numbers 20, 1-29 The Israelites arrived in a body at the wilderness of Zin on the first new moon and the people stayed at Kadesh. Miriam died there and was buried there. The community was without water, and they joined against Moses and Aaron. The people quarreled with Moses, saying, If only we had perished when our brothers perished at the instance of Hashem. Why have you brought Hashem's congregation into the wilderness for us and our beasts to die there? Why did you make us leave Egypt to bring us to this wretched place, a place with no grain or figs or vines or pomegranates? There is not even water to drink. Moses and Aaron came away from the congregation to the entrance of the tent of meeting and fell on their faces. The presence of Hashem appeared to them, and Hashem spoke to Moses, saying, You and your brother Aaron take the rod and assemble the community, and before their very eyes order the rock to yield its water. Thus, you shall produce water for them from the rock and provide drink for the congregation and their beasts. 
Moses took the rod from before Hashem, as he had commanded him. Moses and Aaron assembled the congregation in front of the rock, and he said to them, Listen, you rebels, shall we get water for you out of this rock? And Moses raised his hand and struck the rock twice with his rod. Out came copious water, and the community and their beasts drank. But Hashem said to Moses and Aaron, Because you did not trust me enough to affirm my sanctity in the sight of Benai Israel, therefore you shall not lead this congregation into the land that I have given them. Those are the waters of Meribah, meaning that the Israelites quarreled with Hashem, through which he affirmed his sanctity. From Kadesh, Moses sent messengers to the kings of Edom. Thus says your brother Israel, You know all the hardships that have befallen us, that our ancestors went down to Egypt, that we dwelt in Egypt a long time, and that the Egyptians dealt harshly with us and our ancestors. We cried to Hashem, and he heard our plea, and he sent a messenger who freed us from Egypt. Now we are in Kadesh, the town on the border of your territory. Allow us then to cross your country. We will not pass through fields or vineyards, and we will not drink water from wells. We will follow the king's highway, turning off neither to the right nor to the left, until we have crossed your territory. But Edom answered him, You shall not pass through us, else we will go out against you with the sword. We will keep to the beaten track, the Israelites said to them. And if we or our cattle drink your water, we will pay for it. We ask only for passage on foot. It is but a small matter. But they replied, You shall not pass through. And Edom went out against them in heavy force, strongly armed. So Edom would not let Israel cross their territory, and Israel turned away from them. Setting out from Kadesh, the Israelites arrived in a body at Mount Hor. At Mount Hor, on the boundary of the land of Edom, Hashem said to Moses and Aaron, Let Aaron be gathered to his kin. He is not to enter the land that I have assigned to B'nai Israel, because you disobeyed my command about the waters of Meribah. Take Aaron and his son Eleazar and bring them up on Mount Hor. Strip Aaron of his vestments and put them on his son Eleazar. There Aaron shall be gathered to the dead. Moses did as Hashem had commanded. They ascended Mount Hor in the sight of the whole community. Moses stripped Aaron of his vestments and put them on his son Eleazar, and Aaron died there on the summit of the mountain. When Moses and Eleazar came down from the mountain, the whole community knew that Aaron had breathed his last. And all the house of Israel bewailed Aaron for thirty days. Second Kings 9.14-10.31 Thus Jehu, son of Jehoshaphat, son of Nimshi, conspired against Joram, 
Joram and all Israel had been defending Ramoth-Gilead against King Hazael of Aram, but King Joram had gone back to Israel to recover from the wounds which the Arameans had inflicted on him in his battle with King Hazael of Aram. Jehu said, If such is your wish, allow no one to slip out of the town to go and report this in Israel. Then Jehu mounted his chariot and drove to Israel, for Joram was lying ill there, and King Akaziahu of Yehuda had gone down to visit Joram. The lookout was stationed on the tower in Israel, and he saw the troop of Jehu as he approached. He called out, I see a troop. Joram said, Dispatch a horseman to meet them, and let him ask, Is all well? The horseman went to meet him, and he said, The king inquires, Is all well? Jehu replied, What concern of yours is it whether all is well? Fall in behind me. The lookout reported, The messenger has reached them, but has not turned back. So he sent out a second horseman. He came to them and said, Thus says the king, Is all well? Jehu answered, What concern of yours is it whether all is well? Fall in behind me. And the lookout reported, The messenger has reached them, but has not turned back. And it looks like the driving of Jehu son of Nimshi, who drives wildly. Joram reordered, Hitch up the chariot. They hitched up his chariot, and King Joram of Israel and King Akaziahu of Yehuda went out, each in his own chariot, to meet Jehu. They met him at the field of Navot, the Israelite. When Joram saw Jehu, he asked, Is all well, Jehu? But Jehu replied, How can all be well as long as your mother Jezebel carries on her countless harlotries and sorceries? Thereupon Joram turned his horses around and fled, crying out to Akaziahu, Treason! Akaziahu! But Jehu drew his bow and hit Joram between the shoulders, so that the arrow pierced his heart, and he collapsed in his chariot. Jehu thereupon ordered his officer Bidkar, Pick him up and throw him into the field of Navot, the Israelite. Remember how you and I were riding side by side behind his father, Ahab, when Hashem made this pronouncement about him. I swear I have taken note of the blood of Navot and the blood of his sons yesterday, declares Hashem, and I will requite you in this plot, declares Hashem. So pick him up and throw him unto the plot in accordance with the word of Hashem. On seeing this, King Akaziahu of Yehuda fled along the road to Beth Hagan. Jehu pursued him and said, Shoot him down too. And they shot him in his chariot at the ascent of Gur, which is near Blim. He fled to Megiddo and died there. His servants conveyed him in a chariot to Jerusalem, and they buried him in his grave with his fathers in the city of David. Akaziahu had become king over Yehuda in the eleventh year of Joram, son of Achav. Jehu went on to Israel. When Jezebel heard of it, she painted her eyes with coal and dressed her hair, and she looked out of the window. As Jehu entered the gate, she called out, Is all well, Zimri, murderer of your master? 
He looked up toward the window and said, Who is on my side? Who? And two or three eunuchs leaned out toward him. Throw her down, he said. They threw her down, and her blood spattered on the wall and on the horses, and they trampled her. Then he went inside and ate and drank. And he said, Attend to that cursed woman and bury her, for she was a king's daughter. So they went to bury her, but all they found of her were the skull, feet, and hands. They came back and reported to him, and he said, It is just as Hashem spoke through his servant Elijah the Tishbite. The dogs shall devour the flesh of Jezebel in the field of Israel, and the carcass of Jezebel shall be like dung on the ground in the field of Israel, so that none will be able to say, This was Jezebel. Acts 17, 1-34 Now, when they, Paul and his co-workers, had passed through Amphipolis and Apollyanna, they came to Thessalonica, where a synagogue was of the Jews. And Paul, as his manner was, went in to them, and three Sabbath days reasoned with them out of the Scriptures, opening and alleging that Yeshua must needs have suffered and risen again from the dead, and that this Yeshua, whom I preach to you, is Christ. And some of them believed and consorted with Paul and Silas, and of the devout Greeks a great multitude, and of the chief women not a few. But the Jews, which believed not, moved with envy, and took unto them certain lewd fellows of the baser sort, and gathered a company, and set all the city in an uproar, and assaulted the house of Jason, and sought to bring them out to the people. And when they found them not, they drew Jason and certain brethren unto the rulers of the city, crying, These that have turned the world upside down are come hither also, whom Jason has received. And these all do contrary to the decrees of Caesar, saying that there is another king, one Yeshua. And they troubled the people and the rulers of the city when they heard these things. And when they had taken security of Jason and of the other, they let them go. And the brethren immediately sent away Paul and Silas by night to Berea, who, coming thither, went into the synagogue of the Jews. These were more noble than those in Thessalonica, in that they received the word with all readiness of mind, and they searched the scriptures daily whether those things were so. Therefore many of them believed, also of honorable women, which were Greeks, and of men, not a few. But when the Jews of Thessalonica had knowledge that the word of God was preached of Paul at Berea, they came thither also and stirred up the people. And then immediately the brethren sent away Paul to go, as it were, to the sea. But Silas and Timotheus abode there still. And they that conducted Paul brought him to Athens, and receiving a commandment unto Silas and Timothy for to come to him with all speed, they departed. Now while Paul waited for them at Athens, his spirit was stirred in him when he saw the city wholly given to idolatry. 
Therefore disputed he in the synagogue with the Jews and with the devout persons, and in the market daily with them that met with him. And then certain philosophers of the Epicureans and of the Stoics encountered him, and some said, What will this babbler say? Other some, he seems to be a setter forth of strange gods, because he preached to them Yeshua and the resurrection. And they took him and brought him to Areopagus, saying, May we know what this new doctrine whereof you speak is? For you bring certain strange things to our ears. We would know, therefore, what these things mean. For all the Athenians and strangers which were there spent their time in nothing else, but either to tell or to hear some new things. Then Paul stood in the midst of Mars Hill and said, You men of Athens, I perceive that in all things you are too superstitious. For as I passed by and beheld your devotions, I found an altar with this inscription, To the unknown God, whom therefore you ignorantly worship, him declare I to you, God that made the world and all things therein, seeing that he is Lord of heaven and earth, dwells not in temples made with hands, neither is worshipped with men's hands, as though he needed anything, seeing he gives to all life and breath and all things, and has made of one blood all nations of men for to dwell on all the face of the earth, and has determined the times before appointed, and the bounds of their habitation, that they should seek the Lord, if haply they might feel after him, and find him, though he be not far from every one of us. For in him we live, and move, and have our being, as certain also of your own poets have said. For we are also his offspring. For as much then as we are the offspring of God, we ought not to think that the Godhead is like unto gold, or silver, or stone, graven by art and man's device. And the times of this ignorance God winked at, but now commands all men everywhere to repent. Because he has appointed a day in which he will judge the world in righteousness by that man whom he has ordained, whereof he has given assurance unto all men, in that he has raised him from the dead. And when they heard of the resurrection of the dead, some mocked, and others said, We will hear you again of this matter. So Paul departed from among them. Howbeit certain men cleaved unto him and believed, among the which was Dionysus the Arabhagite, and a woman named Damaris, and others with them. Psalm 144, 1-15 Blessed be the Lord my strength, which teaches my hands to war, and my fingers to fight, my goodness and my fortress, my high tower and my deliverer, my shield, and he in whom I trust, who subdues my people under me. Lord, what is man that you take knowledge of him, or the son of man that you make account of him? Man is like to vanity, his days are as a shadow that passes away. Bow your heavens, O Lord, and come down. Touch the mountains, and they shall smoke. Cast forth lightning, and scatter them. 
Shoot out your arrows and destroy them. Send your hand from above. Rid me and deliver me out of great waters from the hand of strange children, whose mouth speaks vanity, and their right hand is a right hand of falsehood. I will sing a new song unto you, O God. Upon a psaltery and an instrument of ten strings will I sing praises to you. It is he that gives salvation to kings, who delivers David his servant from the hurtful sword. Rid me and deliver me from the hand of strange children, whose mouth speaks vanity, and their right hand is a right hand of falsehood. That our sons may be as plants grown up in their youth, that our daughters may be as cornerstones, polished after the similitude of a palace, that our garners may be full, affording all manner of store, that our sheep may bring forth thousands and ten thousands in our streets, that our oxen may be strong to labor, that there be no breaking in nor going out, that there be no complaining in our streets. Happy is that people that is in such a case. Yes, happy is that people whose God is the Lord. Proverbs 17, 27 and 28 He that has knowledge spares his words, and a man of understanding is of an excellent spirit. Even a fool, when he holds his peace, is counted wise, and he that shuts his lips is esteemed a man of understanding. Please enjoy this beautiful worship song, Mountain of the Lord, sung by Joshua Aaron and Aaron Schust.
from Numbers chapter 6, 24 to 26. Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.